You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hey friends, welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. I am Josie. And I'm Spencer. And guess who's back today? Our friend, Celia. Welcome to the podcast again, Celia. (laughs) Thanks for having me, ladies. It's always an honor. Uh, so today Celia is talking to us, uh, if those, for those of you who know, and who listened to her past episode, she is originally from Germany and today she's here to offer us the German perspective on nationalism. Very interesting. Um, obviously very timely. So Celia, let's get into it. What's your experience with this topic around your life? (laughs) Well, being born in Germany and having German relatives and knowing a lot of German people and now like living back here because I grew up in the States after I turned eight years old. Um, I've kind of seen both parts of the coin, so to speak, um, because I come from a country where nationalism used to be a huge thing. And then I moved to a country where nationalism is a huge thing. And then I moved back to a country nationalism used to be a good thing a huge thing so you know i've seen kind of both sides to it and um what is interesting is you kind of get swept up i always feel like nationalism patriotism is something you kind of get swept up it's like a an energy because when i was in america growing up there i did feel very yes america is all that you know the freest country in the world the best country in the world and then you come back to europe for example and then you get back into this um patriotism is bullshit (laughs) you know because because you kind of it's it's kind of something that influences you so whatever is around you what everybody's kind of thinking or feeling it's, it's an energy yeah Mm, yeah i mean i took german in high school so i casually know german culture (laughs) on the good parts but my teacher was very adamant um about you know german people being very um is reverential the right word i guess like they really understood their history and they took account yeah we're very careful now with all things flags and Patriotism, because what is patriotism? What is it for you guys? Spencer, you are better (laughs) to answer this question than I am. The way that it was taught to me of just patriotism would be like, like patriotic. Like you think of like having pride in your country, not in like a, and this is where like the, I think within Christianity and just modern day America, there's like a very fine line between nationalism, which is bad and patriotism, Mm -hmm. which is good for the most part, because patriotism is being like proud of like your country, your culture, where you came from and like wanting what's best for the country. Mm -hmm. And that means like being able to criticize it. Like if you truly love America, then you're willing to criticize it to make it better and to make it what it is versus nationalism is this sort of like undying, like 
we are the best. We will always be the best. Like nobody can be better than us. And if you don't think we're the best, then like you don't support your country. And if you question it, then that's bad. And so do you I think, think nationalists would describe themselves as patriots though? Yes, Absolutely. 100%. I think, and I think that's where like, there's this fine line of there is people who are genuinely like, like patriots and patriotic in a really healthy way. But then there's a lot of people that just would consider themselves as being patriotic when really it's nationalism. And especially within Christianity, it's almost disguised as like, like Christian nationalism of like, we are like God's best country. Like God bless America to the fullest extent. Like God has like, you know, like manifest destiny of like, Mm -hmm. he made this land so we could have this religious freedom. And people think that it's founded on Christian values when it technically wasn't. Mm. And so, yeah, I think that's where like, they would definitely just consider themselves patriotic and patriots when that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And I mean, my experience with patriotism and nationalism is kind of different because I grew up well, not I grew up. I am Mexican American, so I have two countries, uh, dual citizenship. Um, I am proud of being Mexican, but in Mexico, it's more about being proud of your culture. It's not so much mm. the government or the country or mm-hmm. whatever. It's we have a rich culture, we have a rich history, and we are proud of that, and we like to share that with people. And people are patriotic in the sense, I guess, that they like rooting for. Mexico and the World Cup. Um, But we're very honest about our shitty government and the corruption that is very rampant in Mexican, you know, politics. And that's kind of what I grew up with um, coming to America. I mean, my dad is now an American citizen after (laughs) way too long. And he is very proud of being a citizen because of all the work that went into it. But again, like we do critique America because America has done a lot of wrong by us. Like we had to suffer a lot through the systems that were very racist towards us and that did not want us to stay in this country. Even me being born here as a citizen, I've been called like an anchor baby by the most patriotic people uh, on the spectrum, apparently. And I mean, I stopped standing for the national flag a while ago and that was less about politics and more about um uh, when i was a little christian i was like i don't pledge allegiance to anybody but jesus so i'm not gonna say pledge of allegiance so i mean yeah i was never and i'm still not very patriotic i still think that america is full of shit but i also think that every other country is full of shit and i think patriotism is just tribalism and by another name but yeah so i think this is my question. <laughs> what do German people think of America? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> it depends what generation you talk to. I think that's one part. Oh, that's funny. Tell um, us about that. Yeah, so the younger people, they they sometimes feel like, wow, like it's something interesting. They all have their flags out on their porches and they're so you know into america like like it's something um really special like they kind of yeah they it's like interesting to them you know and on the other hand it's also kind of weird to them because it's very foreign behavior Mm -hmm. like nobody pledges allegiance to a flag here and 
people are kind of weary of the military. They kind of want to get rid of it. They're not into it being there. And then they see this like patriotism in America, but it's also always mixed in with uh, being very pro-military, which I also wonder, is that something you have to be when you're a patriot? Are you automatically have to be pro-military because that's a big thing right well and that's like the rhetoric of like support the troops is a huge thing but even that i think is different because like you can support individual people but that doesn't mean you're like pro-military but they you know because like i so i come from a military family so does my husband between my husband and i we've had family in every american conflict since the since world war ii (laughs) and so we i guess to some extent i would be like yeah i support the troops in the sense of like family that i love like are in the military and I support them and I don't want anything terrible to happen to them. And I honor them and I respect them, but that doesn't mean I agree with every single conflict we've been a part in because a lot as of recent, we have no business being. And, mm-hmm. and I think when you, Do you say think things, America, I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I think when you say things like that, people instantly think that, well, you don't support our military and you're not thankful for them, which mm-hmm. is not true. I don't like the military. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, the question is always, does a military, is it founded on patriotic beliefs or on nationalisms, you know, nationalistic? Oh, nationalism, 100%. It's about we're protecting our own interests first, as opposed to, you know, what's best for humanity. Yeah. The rhetoric of they're fighting for your freedom. But again, a lot of the conflicts we've been in recently has that really been for our freedom or has that been for the control we have in the world as a world power kind of thing mm-hmm. and monetary right interest. and the more right and the more educated you are about these things the more you realize it's not really about you know defending your freedoms it's about control yeah right because there's countries like Costa Rica they don't have a military and they're doing just peachy i mean that they have their own issues but they don't feel the need for a military in germany is it common i feel like in the united states everybody knows at least one person personally in the military like it's it's almost hard not to know somebody is it like that in germany or is it kind of like you don't really know if you are um well first the the you uh the i'm sorry sometimes i can't find the words because it's bilingual (laughs) the military here used to be every every young men had to go to the military for a year Mm. or they could opt out and be like in civil service. So they could work at it like a nursing home or something like that. Um, But you had to do something for your, like your country when you turned 18 Mm -hmm. and then they got rid of that. They were like, we don't, you know, we can do something better with this one year. We don't have to do military service. It's bullshit. Let's just get rid of it. So they got rid of this uh, rule or law that you have to what do you what do you say when you have to do something it's like mandated mandate it's a mandatory exactly and then it became uh something where people can enlist as like work so you get paid to be in the military yeah and people who do that here in germany are kind of seen as people who literally had nothing else they kind of felt like they could do 
I don't know. It's kind of looked like, okay, I guess he didn't know what to do with his life. So he went to the military kind of thing. It's not like, wow. It's yeah. And and I don't know. I don't really know anyone here who, who's, who goes to the military. Yeah. That's similar until you get to a certain, like, I guess right when they're like fresh out of high school at 18 or, you know, like in their early Mm twenties, people that enlist right away that maybe weren't planning to, they just kind of ended up there. It's we, there's that same feeling of didn't have anything better to do, but there are a lot of people. Um, I knew quite a lot in college, for example, that they join, they join the military while they're in college. So the military pays for them to go to school. And then in in exchange, they have to be in active duty for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's not like looked down on because that's kind of like a career path. Like they do it so they can become like captains and have very specific kind of more like glamorous jobs, whether it's like pilots or, you know, working in very special kind of like things. And so, yeah, I think that's where we start to get into when you know people that are higher up in the ranks, there's a sort of like, you need to have respect for them and like, you yeah. do all this stuff. And here's yes, my like thing you're... with that is I, I mean, growing up in predominantly Latin places, you don't see army recruiters going to Beverly Hills high schools. You only see them going to schools that are in the hood or that are predominantly people of color because we're seen as less worthy less able to go to a four-year university to go to college in general and i have a huge problem with that actually because i'm like you're preying on people who you think have no other choice Mm -hmm. so the military kind of enables that mentality of like well this is the only thing you can do so you might as well come put your life put your body on the line because you're too dumb you're too stupid to do anything else that's kind of the mentality that the military has in and of itself well, I don't, I'm not sure that it has that here. It's kind of like a net. Like if you don't really know what to do, come here, you can have a career. And, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is here, they advertise for the military because so, so few people are interested in <laughs> taking that as a career path. And now they're like having pictures, like, um, help people, you know, and then it has like somebody putting a bandage around someone, like anything to do with like nothing to do with the military, which is actually set up to go kill essentially. Right. At the, yeah. at the defend or attack. Um, like no, now it's become like this, like this social humanist kind of yeah. thing that like, that's become the equivalent to the military here. So you yeah. go to the military, then you're kind of helping people now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they advertise here, too. We have the largest military in the world, and they still advertise for whatever reason. So growing up in the States and then now being in Germany, did you ever feel a conflict like between like Christian faith and then like like sort of like a patriotism or like pro-military kind of thing? Well, I never felt a conflict because I never got into it that deep. So, so like, I, mm. you know, I was never like that patriotic and that pro-military, maybe also because I, even though I felt like an American, I still knew that I wasn't an American. So mm-hmm. I didn't get into it that like, you know, hardcore deep in, in my feelings, in my heart. Were there people in your like circle, like within like, 
like your maybe like people you knew that also were like in homeschool or just like oh yeah all like my neighbors they all went to the military and then a lot of homeschool dads or brothers were in the military or even girls they were also in the military like that is a huge thing and especially also in the south maybe it's less in the north i don't know Mm -hmm. but it is a huge thing in the in the south and it's also like carrying on the family tradition and it's just um you know it's very deep and but there's also this sainthood kind of that goes along with being a soldier for the united states of america and like you're kind of like this good person right if you go to the military which is a conflicting thing for me because sure you're 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 just a human right with with your all your traits and all your human to it but like going to the military which is a thing that is set up to shoot people kill people take people's lives how can that be good Mm -hmm. at the root of it you know because someone on the other side is exactly like you Mm -hmm. and like you're 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 kind of set up to to fight other people's wars. If you knew that other person in real life, maybe you could, he'd be a buddy for you. You know, Mm -hmm. you'd go out and drink a beer. You wouldn't have anything against him. Certainly not so much that you'd kill him, but, um, that's the sad, hard thing about war and military and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just had a conversation with a friend from work that they were telling me they were in the military for a while and they joined uh, early 2000s, like right after 9 11, mm. and told me they were very much caught up in this sort of like, we got to kill terrorists, like they're bad, protect America. And then she told me, she was like, Yeah, I felt that way until my very first day in Iraq. And I looked at other people and I was like, And this is wrong. Like something is not right about this. And exactly what you said, she's like, You go to these villages and they're just normal people. And she's like, a lot of them like love America. They don't even know like why this is happening. They just like are people that want to live their lives. And she was like, it just totally like disrupted the whole thought process that I had Mm -hmm. stateside and then actually being on the ground in another country and being like, why am I here? Yeah, that's one of my biggest like hang-ups about the military is that they kind of beat you down into this they take the individual out of you and they beat they try to beat you down into this like regimented human being but that's kind of only a machine yes yes and until you're comfortable with the idea of shooting somebody or shooting a child because they're approaching you in the wrong way or shooting somebody from a distance or doing this or doing that and to the point where i i've interacted with quite a few military people in my time and the younger they are the more they are like yeah i'm ready to just and they still use this like i'm ready to shoot some commies like i that's all i like i'm ready to go into battle i'm ready to join the infantry and do this and do that and i'm like you really have lost sight of humanity and going to christian school and hearing these people that were in it's called rotc here i don't know what it stands for but it's like the military track hearing these people going to christian university claiming to be these christians and then saying those types of things i'm like what happened to the call the gospel what happened to the call to lead peaceful lives with love and understanding you're gonna throw that all away because your government said to kill these people like how is that and that's like the greater conversation right of christian nationalism and how they can reconcile this tribalism with the gospel and the word of jesus right like how is that how does that connect in their brains 
What is your opinion? Well, I don't know how they can reconcile. <laughs> I guess that's the point, right? We don't know. <laughs> no, we don't know. The, the question that they should ask themselves, or maybe they could ask themselves if they would reflect on it more, is what does it lead to? Mm -hmm. You know, where does it, what does it end with? Mm -hmm. You know, even like patriotism, if it's unreflected, like what am I even saying here? And is it even true? You know, yeah. or is it, you know, is it, if you earlier you brought in like the government like you know that y'all are not so proud of your government I, i wonder is that ever part of patriotism or even nationalism are they proud of their government what are they proud of is it the, like values or this is, is it what i think this is what i don't understand because a lot of like if we look at just like what had just happened with the Trump administration now in the Biden administration, a lot of nationalists were proud of the government when it was run by Donald Trump and Republicans. But now that it's run by Joe Biden and Democrats, they're not proud of the government, but they're still like America's the best. And so, that, and so you're asking like a great question of like, I don't exactly know what they're super proud of because it's very fleeting of new people come into office all the time. And so is this just based on who's in office? Is it based on, I think it is based on values. Again, they really bring back to Or this, like, like the legacy of. Yes. Like the constitution, like we must defend the constitution. Like it's our freedom. Like, you know, like the, the right, like the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, like the right to bear arms, like all of these like things that they're like, this is what we're proud of. Which came after, which was an amendment, <laughs> by the way, the constitution was amended to say those yes. things. So, and, okay. and again, it's the things that were like, okay, but like, <laughs> like what we talked about earlier, you can be a patriot and not be a nationalist because you love the country enough to question it and to say, this is wrong. So things like where they're just very much like, I want to keep like all of these statues in the South from the Confederacy. I'm like, why would you want to do that? Because literally the Confederacy straight up, like didn't want to be part of us, like did traitors. not want to be part of the constitution. Yet yeah. you say you're so proud of it. Like that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And, and again, I think the big thing, the big ones that I, that I think are shouted the most are, freedom of religion and the right to bear arms. But the problem with the freedom of the religion is they take it as Christianity needs to be at the forefront. It needs to be mm -hmm. taught in schools. It needs to be. They like, want, they don't everything. want the state and church to be separated. Right. They, they want they a theocracy. Do, they do when it benefits them though. Right. Because they don't want churches to be taxed and they want, mm -hmm. They don't oh, yeah. want the government to regulate anything about their churches and how they run them. But again, they also want things to be taught in schools a certain way or to be reflected in the government a certain way. Even though like, again, freedom of religion means that people have not just the freedom to practice any religion, but the freedom to not practice religion mm -hmm. and the freedom to not have to like be taught things just because the quote unquote majority thinks it's right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I'm like, I am a Christian. I'm going to teach my children Christian values. But when I send them to school, like it's not the school's job to teach them about Jesus. It's the school's job to teach them about math and accurate history. Like yes, that, and that's where I think a lot of people are like, 
no, like they're pushing these agendas when it's they're mm-hmm. not pushing an agenda. They're just they're- teaching you fact versus yes. fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting ride because of this idea of legacy, right? People are all about the American legacy. And they conveniently forget that the American legacy started off with slavery. It started off by enslaving people to build their economy, to build this country off the backs of black bodies. And the con- the constitution was written in that environment. The constitution was written to say that black bodies were worth less than white bodies. And even amongst white bodies, that property owners were worth more than people who did not own property you were not allowed to vote if you didn't own property according to this constitution all these things that like well didn't it even start earlier with the native americans just yes yeah they killed them because they wanted their (laughs) land (laughs) yes and and so i think that's why that's why it's so interesting of someone like you celia that moved to the united states for like the freedom to homeschool, like that's what your parents wanted. Mm-hmm. And coming from coming from a, a country that had a history of nationalism that the world knows turned out to be one of the worst things that ever happened in the entire globe. Mm-hmm. And now, and now, like you said, like you're very careful about flag displays and just how people like participate in sort of like well, the it country. Just, um, exactly. Well, it's just, it's not about the flag. It's what you want to say with the flag. Mm-hmm. So if you're yes. holding a flag because your soccer game won, you know, that's different than holding the flag yeah. because you think your country is superior to other countries. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that all that often, like just saying America is the freest country in the world uh, when I came back to Europe, I felt very free here, actually, in the little things, as well as the big things, but the little things, because you don't get sued here for every little thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a freedom in America that is one freedom to many, because it makes a lot of other freedoms kind of, Amen. you know, they go away <laughs> through this mm-hmm. freedom to sue for everything. And here you can't do that. So you can walk across someone's property and you don't need to be afraid of getting shot at. You can uh, do all kinds of things and you do, probably will not get sued for them. And mm-hmm. you feel a little bit more free in the day to day. And, and if you go to, like I've traveled through my job, I'm a flight attendant. So I've seen a lot of countries in the world and, uh, I would say like Japan is very free. Um, you know, all the Norway, Sweden, Denmark, what mm-hmm. else is there? There's so many, so many countries that are so free. I don't know. America is definitely free not the from only. the fear of these repercussions that come with being an American. <laughs> like in Japan, you didn't really have to fear COVID as much as we did here because everybody just wore their mask when the government said to wear their mask. You didn't have to live in that fear because of a freedom that America decided was worth killing 600,000 people over. And well, Germany has been a little bit difficult with that too. And that also comes (laughs) from the history we have with, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. national socialism situation happening um, because uh, Germans are very weary of the government telling them what to do. So the German Germany had a hard time here too with the masks because a lot of them were right. Like, hold on a minute, we're going back to World War Two, and everybody was like, no, we're not. But yeah, <laughs> we get your point. And like every country has their issues, right? Every country has 
culture clash every country has their thing but it's being honest about those things that helps progress continue right because that's what is happening in america because of these christian nationalists we cannot progress as a society because they keep coming up with these roadblocks that mean nothing like you don't like gay people don't be gay all right oh don't yeah gay yeah. friends crazy right but wow. that doesn't mean that they can't have rights because you don't like them i don't like racist i think that they should still have some rights <laughs> yeah that's an interesting thing i was thinking about the other day like we are always so many things we're never just one thing so my mm -hmm. my question to myself was can a racist be a good person or mm -hmm. you know what i mean or like can can they be you know what i mean or like can they, they can do good they can do good things. things yeah yeah that's what i meant not a good person i meant like can they also be like can a racist man be a good father can he be a I good home I think they builder? could do good things. Yeah, I know. You know. You know. I what know I mean? people like, that uh, <laughs> that are that are kind of racist, and um, yeah, they they do good things. You know, like they volunteer and they they love people. They donate money, but they still have this flaw that is pretty freaking bad. That I'm like, I don't understand. And that's the thing. Oh, I think that's the even bigger question of. If they do all these things and they see these things as good, yet they don't see the cognitive dissonance between being racist and like how that's wrong, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, you do not love your neighbor until you love all your neighbors. Yeah, or in, and I think that's the thing too of like where they'll they'll like they will act and say racist things, but then they'll be like, but I, you know, like I donate to the food bank and not just mm -hmm. white people go to the food bank. And I'm like, that doesn't mean you're not racist. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know what to tell you. Yeah. So what do you think, what would your advice, and this is a very large question, but you know, whatever. What is your advice as a German person who has been taught your history, knows what happened, knows how the country has then dealt with it? What would your advice be to us Americans who are dealing with this rising fascist nationalism. <laughs> Educate yourself. Boom. <laughs> Sweet. Because if you really, if you really ask the questions and you really go in deep, right? And we're not just talking about historical questions and getting to the root of the outcomes. Um, it's also asking psychological questions, you know, where's this coming from? Mm. Uh, why are you feeling like this? Is it about a sense of community for you? Is it, you know, why do you need to feel like you need to protect something? What are, is there a fear built into it? A fear of something being taken away from you that you love? Um, why do you love it so much? You know, is it filling a void for you that you're not getting anywhere else? Where, you know, it's, it, it goes deep. Yeah, I mean, people like just all wake up and are like programming questions. <laughs> yeah, but those are all very important questions yeah. if you want to get to the root. If you really want to get to the root of mm -hmm. your shit, you need to ask the difficult questions and find answers to them. And then, on the way to finding the answers, you 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 know you, yeah. you kind of can find your way. I think one of the biggest the one of the biggest things that I grapple with is. In the United States, we're very much like you think of things like 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and like attacks on us. And it's like, never forget, like we can never forget this happened. But when 
people want to say like, Hey, like let's never forget that slavery happened because that impacted everything else that happened in our country for the foreseeable future. Like that still has ramifications for today. People are like, nah, now yeah. we're going to forget that. <laughs> it's atrocity picking. This one is worse than that one, or that one doesn't matter or whatever, whatever, whatever. And let alone never forget Hiroshima, never forget all the drone strikes you did on the Middle East. What about those never forgets? Never forget. Yeah, it's a little bit like victim mentality. Like, let's never forget when we got attacked. Mm -hmm. You know, let's never forget. But why don't you ever, why don't you not forget when you attacked? Yeah, why don't you remember? Because the idea should have been, right? Like, we had no other choice. We had no other option, right? That should have been other options. Yeah, and that at the very least should be the mentality right like whether there are other options i mean there were but like that should be like your first instinct as a military is like we have to do this because there's no other option wouldn't you want to remember that for the next time so you can come up with other options like yeah good point like why is it that you can bomb the shit out of everybody but we have people attack us and you know it's I don't know. I obviously have a lot of trouble with America. (laughs) (laughs) I think as, um, I don't know, like, I think the hardest part for me again, as a, I still, I'm a Christian and I still claim that. And I believe in Jesus and I take what he taught very seriously. And I think one of the hardest parts about being a Christian in the United States is the sense of feeling like, mainstream like evangelical christians and just lots of christians in general just like make me feel like like you know people are always like if you hate america why don't you just move and i'm like it's not that i hate america it's just that i take what god said seriously and i i would much rather be affiliated with the kingdom than the united states and that means that i'm not as patriotic as you'd like me to be like Maybe I'll wear an old Navy 4th of July shirt. That's about all you can get from me because I come from a white family and that's our culture. (laughs) But like, again, like there's just so much that I have such a hard time with because I see people who aren't Christians and who are supporting things like Black Lives Matter and who are supporting LGBTQ rights. And they're like, Christians are one of the biggest reasons we can't move forward because of this nationalism and because they want things to be this way. And that friggin' sucks because like, again, I'm not really in the business of like converting people because that feels kind of gross sometimes. Um, But again, I just wish like, I just want people to know that like, there's a lot of people like me that take Jesus seriously and like want to move forward and protect these people and want to abolish this sort of Christian nationalism that has taken over so rampantly in the last eight years, the last 10 years. Like, it's just sad. And if these Christian patriots really took the word of Christ seriously, if they really took the idea of love seriously, they would aim to better that which they love. Because Jesus did not come to be a Jew and say like, oh, yep, everything's perfect let's keep doing this no he challenged every single system that he came into contact with because it was not operating in a way that was loving to all people and he demonstrated that i mean the stoning of the woman and he cast the first stone if you haven't sinned or whatever like jesus came 
to better the systems that were in place. So if you truly loved America and if you were a Christian and you truly wanted the best for your country, you would aim to look at it, see what's not happening, what's not being done right to and for people, and you would aim to better it because that is the whole point of Jesus. Yeah, totally. I, I was just looking for something I saved in my Instagram, but I can't find it right now. But it was something along the lines of um, people who step out of church, like who've just kind of quit going. It's not the reason because they don't believe in God. It's because they believe so much in Jesus and God that they, mm. you know, realize yes. there's a separation between the actions of the people in church and what Jesus' yeah. message actually is. That's why yeah. they stepped out. And that's how I would describe my faith as well. It's just, you know, there's such a drift in a gap between the actual message of Jesus and how they act that I can't, I can't, I can't reconcile that with my faith. Yeah. And I, I think exactly right. Cause I think there's a, within these spaces, there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, older generations right now that are like, Oh, like, millennials gen z the younger generations are they're leaving the church and they like they hate god and they hate america and i think it's exactly what you said it's like no you raised us and you told us to take jesus's life and words seriously and we take that so seriously that we're not going to participate in these systems anymore and we Mm -hmm. want to change them and you know we we've talked about this before of um you know being in this sort of like modern day huge sort of like shift in the faith, the sort of new reformation, a new revival. The generations before us have prayed for this, have asked like, God, bring us back to you. Like bring young people to you. Young people are here. Like they, they are very in tune with the spirit, but because it looks different than what they expected, they think it's wrong. Mm. Well, good one. And this all plays into this whole Christian nationalist thing too, is that they, it's all the same. Well, at least in America. Well, maybe it, it, there could also be a shift in that. Is that, well, at least here in Germany, young people or, or my generation, our generation are becoming more aware that, um, well, first of all, America is kind of like this island continent. So you don't really have that many other countries around you. But in Europe, you're surrounded by different countries and other people and different cultures and languages. And to kind of just open your mind to us being all human living Mm -hmm. on this planet can we be patriotic in the sense of we're all humans on this earth you know and we're we're patriots of the earth instead of i'm patriot Mm -hmm. of this little part of the earth Mm -hmm. and you brought up something that i just don't think is talked about enough too of the united states is huge when you think of land mass Mm -hmm. and I, you know, not everybody, I'm sure not everybody like in Europe has the ability to travel, but it's a lot easier, right? Like you can get on a train and be in another country in a couple hours, a whole new Oh yeah. If I'm bored, I can just drive to Italy in the afternoon. Yes. Like a whole new, a whole new language, a whole new culture, a whole new style of government, like so much that you like are exposed to that we're not in, in the, in America. And like, yes, like we talk about like there's different subcultures the south is very different than california and new england is very different than nebraska like there are so many different cultures and even language and in the sense of dialect but when you when you think about just like governing and all of that stuff like 
we're not exposed to that the same way the rest of the world is because there's a majority of people in the United States will never step outside of the United States. And if they do go to another country, nine times out of 10, it's a tourist spot in Mexico or maybe Canada. Like they're not going anywhere else that is completely different than us. Mm -hmm. And I think exactly what you said, like, how can we have this global mentality of we are, we are part of the earth. And especially in this Christian mindset of like, we're supposed to be good shepherds and stewards of the earth. We should be protecting each other, protecting our resources. And instead we have this mentality in America, we're better than everyone. So it doesn't freaking matter. Okay. And right. Actually, like, <laughs> right. Actually, well, patriotism in the, in the pure sense is like this. I'm proud of like my history, my culture or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm willing to ask the critical questions to keep it great, but like, it always is kind of, you know, intertwined with this, um, with the nationalism and well, just the question, well, wait, I lost my train of thought. Sad Mm -hmm. story. (laughs) What were you just saying? I'll get it again about how like America, like a majority of Americans will never experience like, Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. And then, and then you can have, uh, you know, automatically, if you keep this mindset, like we're part of the earth and we're supposed to be stewards and shepherds, you automatically flow into the, you know, black lives matter being environmentalists, you know, it'll flow into this totally because the, this, the whole Patriot slash nationalism is, is usually a separating kind of mindset. Yep. It separates, it doesn't include, it doesn't bring together. Us versus them. Yeah. It's us versus them. Even if it's just in a nice sense, like I'm proud of America because it's, it has great mountains and the other country mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, even if it's like in a light kind of way, um, it's still a separating way to think. Yeah. And if, if you rethink more, like I'm proud to be part of the earth or like, I love being part of our mother earth, then we automatically flow into this more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Include inclusive energy and this protective energy of everybody and everything. And I think exactly what you said, like my sister and I always kind of joke, like, like you said, we're not very patriotic until like the Olympics or like the world cup, like, cause then it's like, yeah. Like, have you seen Simone Biles? Like I'm patriotic because that woman is amazing. <laughs> but like you said, like, just like sort of like the everyday, like, isn't America the best? I'm like, no, like we're, we're all right, but like, we're not the best. So yeah. Well, you heard it here first folks. Uh, fuck your borders. Says the Mexican, <laughs> uh, Celia, thanks so much for coming back. We loved having you. I'm sure we'll have you again. I'd love to be here. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to plug for the people? What does plug mean? <laughs> sorry. Anything you want to like uh, promote to the people? Yes, I'm sorry. It's no, it's okay. A, the language barrier. Um, I, I I have to stay in tune with the slang. You know, that's always yeah. That's always movement. Um, yeah. No, my biggest takeaway from this is probably um, travel. I think travel automatically brings you the education you need to get a new perspective on your country because you're seeing it outside of your own country and you get to be in a new country and seeing life there. And you, you know, there's always, you know, things you can take away from every, every place and every culture and everything. And sometimes even, you know, a country that you thought was probably going to be this way can surprise you to be something totally different once you go there. 
and uh, you will see that people are the same everywhere uh, really with the same dreams and the same hopes and the the same way they lead their life mm -hmm. uh, with the you know with their with their families and their friends and the things they appreciate about life or the 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 things they're searching for in life it's a human experience and you will find that everywhere the same and it's actually a very connecting thing to do to travel and not just be a tourist and and have a preconceived idea of what you're what you're going to see but just be open to like you know being surprised and learning something new mm. mm -hmm. we love that. it Spencer, where can the people find us? The people can find us uh, on Instagram <laughs> at Speaking in Church. They can find Josie at Josie Takes the World, and they can find me at Spence Rose. You heard it, friends. All right. Well, as always, stay woke or get woke. Jesus loves you. Bye. This has been an Irreverent Media Podcast.